Hi, welcome to the TDL project. Today I have a very important bet scene announcement. We will be breaking down the Wheel of Time official trailer, explaining some of its elements, and finally sharing my thoughts on the Marvel movie Shang-Chi. As mentioned, first off, I would just like to have this uh, announcement, especially for those who follow this podcast because of the betting reactions and discussions every Monday. I have created a separate and dedicated podcast for that. It's called Project Bet Scene Podcast. The Bet Scene series dives episodes will still be available here, but if you're just interested in the betting related stuff and you don't really care about the other stuff I ramble about on this podcast, then you can follow that one. The link is in the show notes. Of course, you're more than welcome to stay here. I talk about science fiction, fantasy, books, movies, and TV shows I've recently benched on, and also a little bit about my life here in Dubai, recent news, and just some random things, really. So, moving on, as I always ask, how was your week? I hope you had a great week. This was supposed to be the usual Thursday episode, and I'm a day delayed, but uh, still very much happy about the past week because of several reasons. One, it has been a very productive week. We're done with our reaction episodes for Betsy's episodes 2 and 3. It's already up, and you can already download or stream it on your favorite platforms. Again, you can follow the Betsy's, I mean the Project Betsy's podcast, through the links in the show notes. We also have a Discord for the TDL project. We can just hang in there. I've created different channels of interests or topics. Of course, there's a Betsy's chat channel there. So if you're a WeTV VIP user and could not fully vent out your feelings after watching the advanced episodes because you don't want to tweet spoilers, you can just join in and uh, join in in our uh, spoiler-filled chats there. We primarily chat in English, so international fans or non-Filipino speakers can join in and follow the conversations. We already have around 20 people in there, so just come and join in, and uh, it's fun, and just feel free to hang out. And another thing, uh, NBA is back, so I'm pretty happy about that too. Uh, do you follow the NBA? I like watching and following the NBA season. I like the Mavericks now, uh, though they're not really finals contenders. But I just like watching Luka Doncic. He's the Slovenian player who is already being compared to the greats like Larry Bird. He was a professional player at age 16, and two years later, he led his EuroLeague team to a championship and was the EuroLeague MVP. I mean, I think he's a real deal, and he's a must-watch player now. I am also following Russell Westbrook. It's quite interesting how the season will unfold for him now that he is teammates with LeBron James and uh, with the Lakers. And if you're into gaming, uh, particularly Mobile Legends, I am. I'm just a casual gamer. I don't really play that much too. I don't really follow gaming tournaments, but I do follow the Mobile Legends Philippine scene because of Blacklist International's VY's tandem. If not for them, I don't think I would even watch at all. Uh, they just became back-to-back champions in the MPL Philippine Season 8 and will represent the country in the upcoming M3 World Championship. So that's another thing to be happy about on my end. It did put me in a good mood the whole day last Sunday. I did rewatch all their m- matches from the semis to the finals. And that's the thing, right? It's immensely enjoyable to watch replays, but only when your team wins. So I think this was a really solid week. Although 
I almost lost my wallet, by the way. I dropped it when I was, um, while I was unlocking my electric scooter at the bike stands near the metro station. There was a good 20 minutes walking distance from the metro to my apartment and I was already halfway to my apartment when I noticed that my wallet wasn't on me. And good thing I was on the electric scooter because I would have run all the way back to the bike stands. And luckily for me, when I went back, it was still there. It was right there on the pavement. And I was a bit scared because all my identification cards, credit card, key cards were all in there. And I could almost imagine the hassle that I would have to go through if I lost all of them. But I quickly forgot all the dread that I felt because we finally got the official trailer for Amazon Prime's upcoming epic fantasy, The Wheel of Time. Um, I joined the trailer watch party on the Dusty Wheels YouTube channel. Aside from the trailer, some of the main cast like Daniel, Zoe, Madeline, and Rosamund joined in and had an interview. And also the award-winning composer Lauren Balf, I think, made an appearance. And also Kelly Valentine Henry, the casting director. I think it's so cool that the Wheel of Time show itself is so involved with the fans and actively interacting with them. Matt of the Dusty Wheel has been a longtime reader and a fan. He has been putting out Wheel of Time content on his YouTube channel for about three years now. And I think his YouTube channel is one of the most hardworking Wheel of Time YouTube channels I've seen. And this exclusive collaboration is well-deserved. And let's break down the trailer and the things that stood out for me. So here we see Moraine speaking her oaths as an Aes Sedai. Aes Sedai are this wizard-like women who can touch and channel the One Power. The One Power comes from the true source, which is made up of two parts, the male half, which is called Sidene, and the female half, which is called Sidar. This is the driving force of the creator made to turn the wheel of time, and people who can touch it, like the Aes Sedai, are called channelers. And part of the initiation to becoming an Aes Sedai is swearing the three oaths. These three oaths include, number one, to speak no word that is not true. Number two, to make no weapon with which one man may kill another. And number three, never to use the one power as a weapon except against the dark enemies or in the last extreme defense of her life, the life of her warder or another Aes Sedai. Then we hear Moraine speaking about accepting her quest, which is to find the dragon reborn. And the dragon is the reincarnation of a single particular soul of the light, which is the antithesis of the dark one. So in each turning of the wheel, the dragon is born again to combat the shadow. And in the trailer, we also see or we got to see Lan, Moraine's warder. A warder is a person, mostly male, but not exclusive, who is bonded to an Aes Sedai through the one power to become her lifelong protector and bodyguard. And this bond is the foundation of the most unique and interesting male-female relationship dynamics in the books. We also see Lan and Moraine going to the two rivers. This is the region where Emmons Field is located, Moraine doesn't know exactly who the Dragon Reborn is, but she knows enough, according to the prophecies too, to have an educated guess on the particular time and place of where the Dragon Reborn could possibly be. And then we see this shot of her telling this group of Emmond Fielders that it could be one of them. The Emmond Field 5 
as the fans fondly call them, are Matt, Rand, Perrin, Nynaeve, and Egwene. Now, it's not only Moraine that has caught on where the Dragon Reborn could possibly be. The Dark One has also caught on, so we see a shot of an army of Shadow Spawn attacking Emmons Field. So we see the devastation this recent events caused, and Moraine and the Emmons Field 5 started their journey. Moraine saying that it could be one of the five Emmons Fielders has generated the most buzz in online conversations. There is a Rafe Judkins trailer breakdown over the IGN YouTube channel, but he didn't mention anything specific about Moraine saying one of five instead of one of three. If you noticed, in the group, it was a mix of male and female, and some people were making an issue out of the one out of five statement, especially those who have read the books, because now it implies that the dragon could be any of the genders. I totally don't have an issue with that. I read it as Moraine being an Aes Sedai to the core. Aes Sedais do misdirect people a lot of times, and this is consistent to who they are and what they are. Um, this totally makes sense, as well as in keeping the mystery for non-readers and who are new to the show. Another standout in the trailer are the white cloaks that seem to be burning an Aes Sedai, and one of them has a collection of Aes Sedai rings. The White Cloaks are this powerful and independent military organization dedicated to hunt down people who has sworn fealty to the Dark Lord called Dark Friends. The White Cloaks believe that the Aes Sedai meddle in dangerous and dark forces, and in the trailer, it seems like they're going for an Aes Sedai witch hunt and... The burning at the stakes was a very powerful and disturbing image. We also get an image of an Aiel seemingly in battle, and Rafe said that there's a lot of flashbacks and flash-forwards in the first season, so we couldn't really say more about the scene. The Aiel is one of the races of the people in the Wheel of Time world, which holds a crucial and significant role in the story. So, initial impressions, I really loved it. I think it's a great trailer. Definitely much, much better than the teaser that we got previously. Min and Loyal are two of the most anticipated characters in Season 1, and we still didn't get a glimpse of them in this trailer, but for me, that's that's okay. We'll get to them soon enough, right? Uh, what else? I, I like that we started with Moraine, and I love that her journey of tracking who the Dragon Reborn is is front and center, at least in the first season. And Moraine is also one of my favorite characters in the whole Wheel of Time, so this makes me extra happy. Rosamund is perfect, and my love for her only grew after watching her interview on the Dusty Wheel. And in her message for the fans, she said something like, she probably will not get everything right for everyone, as of course each has their own moraine in their heads. And she said if there are things that she didn't uh, fulfill in people's expectations, she hopes that we'd still feel the essence of moraine, because she really tried to make it so. I mean, oh my god, she's perfect. You don't have to worry about anything, Rosamond. You're moraine, 100%. It's so obvious that she cares about the books and the fans so much. And that's all I could ask for, really. Needless to say, I'm very excited about The Wheel of Time. We just have, I think, about three weeks left before it drops. So I'm just looking forward to it. And I did see a, you know, spoilers warning. Um, I did see a tweet wherein Moraine and Suwon is in, <laughs> is in the same room. And it's like, it just blew my mind because I didn't know that they will go there. And it's... I don't want to jump into conclusions, but it's just very hard 
not to, especially because it seems like they are picking some elements and things from New Spring, which uh, explores or could explore the relationship between Moraine and Chuan. Again, I don't want to jump into conclusions, but you know, I saw this tweet. They're alone together in this room in their nightgowns. And anyway, I'm just so excited and I can't wait to finally watch Wheel of Time when it drops. All right, so moving on, I've watched just, I think, one movie for the last couple of weeks. And that movie is Shang-Chi. And I would like to share my thoughts about that. But let's talk about its synopsis first, okay? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is the complete title. It stars Simu Liu as the title character, Aquafina, Meng Zhang, Michelle Yeoh, and Tony Leung. So it's directed by Dustin Daniel Cretton. It's a superhero film based on the Marvel comics. So the plot is, about a thousand years ago, Wen Wu, played by Tony Leung, has discovered the mystical Ten Rings, which granted him immortality and immense powers. And over the years, he has created the Ten Rings organization, which throughout the history has been conquering kingdoms and overthrowing governments. And about two decades ago, he started searching for this hidden village, Talo which according to his research has magical beasts and could have potential hidden powers he could acquire. And as he travels through this magical forest, at the entrance he meets and falls in love with its guardian, Ying Li. So they fell in love, Yin Li decides to leave Talo and Wen Wu abandons his ten rings and basically his past to raise his family and have a peaceful life with his wife and two children, Shang-Chi and Xia Ling. However, when Shang-Chi was seven years old, a disastrous event has come upon their family, which made Wenwu wear his ten rings again. And this is the background of the story, which the movie jumps off at present time. So the story kind of centers around the relationship between Shang-Chi and his father and the events that happened when he was seven. So let's talk about the main characters. Again, Simu Liu plays Shang-Chi. Um, Early in his career, he was a stuntman and he was also in the shows Kim's Convenience and Blood and Water. So obviously, this is like his big, big break. Aquafina plays the character Katie, who is his best friend and eventually becomes kind of his sidekick. Uh, (laughs) She's excellent in these kinds of roles and her comedic timing is perfect, but I hope she won't be typecast for the rest of her career. Of course, there's nothing wrong with it, but... It would be interesting to see her too and her future projects taking on characters that are in contrast to what she usually plays. Munger Zhang plays Zha Ling as this badass entrepreneurial sister of Shang-Chi. And according to some articles, this is her first movie acting debut. She's more of like a theater actor and has starred in musical productions in China. And uh, of course, we have Michelle Yeoh. She's this... We all know her. She's a martial arts legend. She plays Ying Nan, who is their aunt from their mother's side. We all know her from blockbuster movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and latest was Crazy Rich Asians. So I liked this movie and immensely enjoyed it. I went into it without any expectations and I really ended up liking it more than I thought I would. It now has a 92% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Simu Liu is very charismatic, and I think Aquafina and him have very good chemistry together. The film has balance of great action, comedy, and dramatic weight. 
Definitely a very solid debut for a new hero, which I think is good for Marvel because their new movie, The Eternals, is slowly becoming the worst reviewed Marvel movie and is already being dubbed as one of MCU's biggest misfires. Wow. All right. It's sitting at around 60% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And let's read some of the comments here from some of the top critics. Dana Stevens from Slate said, Jao, a director whose previous three films have all centered on the everyday lives of working class rural outsiders, seems ill-suited to a movie of this scale and frankly uninterested in the fight scenes. Um, Rolling Stone said Eternals is so busy showing off what it can do, where it can go, that it bypasses and overlooks what it really has to offer. Matt Singer of Screen Crush said the things that made Chloe Zhao's indie movie special didn't translate to massive blockbuster filmmaking. And finally, Oleksinski of the New York Post said, seriously, what a snooze. Fresh off of winning the Best Director Oscar for Nomadland, Chloe Zhao has upchucked one of the MCU's worst movies in ages. Okay. Wow, those are, yeah, pretty, pretty bad reviews. But I guess we will talk more about Eternals in a future episode if I get to see it myself and form my own judgment. And I hope that this coming week, I'd be able to manage my time a lot better because I would like to catch up on my reading too and... To watch more movies, Spencer is coming next week, coming out next week, November 5, and very excited about that. I've said this in my previous episode, I'm gonna watch it just for Kristen Stewart because I heard that she's amazing in it, and I'm just very interested in how she portrays this role of Diana, and this is a tall order for her. It's generating Oscar buzz, a lot of critics are saying at least a nomination for Kristen Stewart. So just for that reason, I would love to watch Spencer and see the performance that everyone is raving about. And also, if you haven't seen Dune, you have to watch this movie. If you have a chance to watch it in the theater, better. Because this is a great movie. Like I said, visually speaking, this is tremendous. You would do yourself a favor if you watch this on the big screen. So far worldwide, the film has brought in more than $525 million. And a lot of people also didn't like it. They felt that it was slow at times. But again, the positives of this movie outweighs the negatives. And I didn't find it slow. Maybe because from someone who've read the books before, I knew why the director made those choices. And I knew what was going on. But I think for the casual viewer, it threw them off a little bit. But again, this is just minor criticisms. And if you look at the overall product, you will see how great this film is. It has been confirmed that it has been greenlit for part two. And I'm so happy to hear that news because I would watch that in a heartbeat. Even without a trailer yet. Even without anything yet. Yeah, so I'm very happy about that. And I heard that the director said that if we had a chance, he would make a trilogy. Because for him, Dune is this vast world. And to be able to give justice to Paul Atreides' arc, a trilogy at least is needed. But we'll see. For me, just hearing that we will have a continuation of the first part of the story just makes me happy. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Check it out. It's a great movie. For now, I'd like to thank you for joining me in this episode. And again, if you're one of the listeners who follow our series dive on Vetsine, there is a dedicated podcast where I upload 
just the vets and related reactions. Okay, the link is in the show notes. You can follow and connect with me on Twitter at the TDL Project, and you can also check the website thetdlproject.com and come and join the Discord too. I'd love to chat with you there. Thanks, and see you again next time.